what that is. That is in anticipation of a guest that we have on the phone that I'm going to go into in a minute. One of the original members of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, guitarist, now music director, a couple of shows in the Bay Area, Tampa specifically, Sunday, December 18th. Prior to that, Orlando at the Amway, December 17th, but you can catch them, as I said, again, Sunday, December 18th at the Amway Arena. Get your tickets now. You know they always sell out. Let me get a little bit into this. Maybe their most iconic jam. And Spike, by the way, you know I'm not a Christmas guy, but it is yep. my favorite Christmas song. Yeah. A traditional Christmas song. Uh, my favorite Christmas song would be uh, Paul McCartney simply having the one from Christmas time because it's so, so damn goofy. Uh, let us welcome... Al uh, Petrelli, how are you, sir? I'm well, sir. Thank you so much for having me. And how are you doing tonight? I am fine. Obviously, we are going to have you with the roots in the Bay Area that the Trans-Siberian Orchestra has and all the good that you guys do and all the joy that you spread. It's a must. You've got a, the largest talk stick in the Bay Area. Uh, somebody needs to be on from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> and I'm glad. Hey, dude, you. that's homecoming for us. <laughs> the, the Bay Area is our home. It's the biggest homecoming show of the year. I cannot wait to get down by y'all. Absolutely. Now, now you, am I, am I, would I be mistaken if I said you guys are uh, already on tour or will be on tour prior to coming here to Tampa? You're not kicking it off in Yeah, Tampa. we're... we're yeah, we're going to uh, we start uh, this coming Wednesday. I think the 16th is opening night here in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Right. And it's going to be a great first show. And then I got, I don't know, how many, almost uh, three weeks until I see you guys out of Tampa. Now, that might be my 15th or 16th show, but it's going to be your first show, and it's going to be the best show ever. Oh, absolutely. Best first show. So I can't wait to get home. Absolutely. And listen, there's a homecoming. You don't want to come down, you don't want to come down here cold. Uh, let uh, let the Iowans uh-huh. <laughs> get the uh, the one or two mistakes that might happen while you guys are working out. Uh, although I, can't, exactly. I cannot imagine. And it, for those, we have a lot of new residents uh, uh, in Florida, you know, during the uh, two mm-hmm. years pandemic 20, uh, 2020, 2021, now we're in 2022, uh, a lot of new residents moved down here. For those that may not have been in areas where there was a knowledge of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, go ahead and let people know what it's about, please, Al. Well, musically, it covers all genres. I mean, we, we do works by the great composers. You know, we'll do a Beethoven symphony, uh, a Mozart symphony. We got good old-fashioned American rock and roll, uh, R&B, some bebop in there. Uh, For people who like, you know, the Broadway Theater District, we have a very theatrical presentation of Paul O'Neill's beautiful story that goes to Christmas Eve, where the characters bring the songs to life. There's poetry being read. Uh, I look in the audience, and there's kids from two years old to 92-year-old great-grandparents, all with their fists in the air, having the time of their lives. And we carry the biggest rock and roll production on God's earth. I mean, we have, I think, 21 tractor trailers and 12 buses and more stuff that you could even imagine that's going to fit in those arenas. So it's a party, dude. It's awesome. Now, now, how, how how many years is this now? It will be 28 years this coming March when I first recorded those notes that you just so uh, graciously played before our conversation. <laughs> you know, it's, we're approaching three decades, you know, and it's been an incredible journey, you know, from infancy to, to you know, adulthood and 
exceeded every one of my expectations. I'm so grateful for Paul O'Neill and the O'Neill family who make their home in the Tampa area. Uh, again, it's legit homecoming for us, you know. And and this is what I'm going to point out. And you talked about the vast the number of musical genres that the Trans-Siberian mm-hmm. Orchestra is, is going to be giving uh, the people in the performance. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not mistaken that you're you're uh, you're Berkeley uh, educated uh, as far as music goes, correct? I, yes and no. I, I made it about a semester and a half, and then I realized I got to get out of here. And go whoa, work, whoa, 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 slow, slow. <laughs> um, give me a reason. What was it that was it that you found the you know their methodology too constricting, or were you already adva- uh, beyond what they were teaching you, or was it just you wanted to learn it on your own? All of the above. So I've been a nerd, a music and math nerd since I was a kid. And I fell in love with music when I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan in 1964. I was two years old. And uh, my mom was, you know, thoughtful enough to take a picture of it. That's how I have such a clear recollection. But I was in my feety pajamas watching the Beatles change the world. And my granddaddy had an old beater guitar next to the fireplace. I remember she told me I went up and just started strumming it. So that was it. So by the time I was five or six years old, they got me guitar lessons from the local guy in town, you know, teach me how to read. I went through the elementary school, uh, this um, system in the late 60s into the early 70s, got handed a trumpet, uh, played guitar in the jazz band, and really, you know, theory classes. All I was pretty well educated musically before I even went to college. And when I got up to college, I met such amazing players from all over the world, uh, great relationships that I still have today. But I realized that, you know what, I'm too hungry and I'm too antsy to sit here and go over all the stuff I kind of already know. I'm going to go back to New York City and cut my teeth the old-fashioned way. You know, much to my parents' chagrin, they were really nervous. Right. But I said, you know what, I got to get out there and do this now. Something's telling me I got to go. And that's what I did. And and you... you uh... Uh, carved out a career um, as a journeyman guitarist. Uh, mm-hmm. You, uh, Alice Cooper, uh, D. Snyder, uh, and his band Whittlemaker. Uh, you, I did not know uh, that you were. I know Rat had. I thought Rat had a, an offshoot band. Stephen Percy had an offshoot band called Ar- mm-hmm. Ar- Arcade. I did not know about uh, Vertex. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I- Listen, back then, you just hit it on the head. Being being a journeyman, I just wanted to be a guitar player, and I was still finding my way. Right. So I got started, um, uh, you know, uh, working for as any artist I could. Because, again, you got to remember, I grew up in the 60s listening to AM radio. That was the only game in town back right, then. Right, So through that radio, that little speaker, my dad's Pontiac, one minute it's the Beach Boys, the Beatles, the Stones, Bobby Streisand, Sinatra, you know, show tunes from The Sound of Music or uh, West Side Story. You know, whatever it was, it was just, I was in love with all those styles. So... One minute I'm playing with Cooper. One minute I'm in Megadeth. One minute I'm doing a Celine Dion record. Right, Michael. You know, Michael Bolton. Just talk to anybody. Michael, Michael Bolton. Bolton. Now, here's the funny thing. Yes, Michael Bolton. Here's the funny story behind Michael. I worked for Michael in 1985. I did a couple shows of it. It was a very short stint. But one of the guys working at his manager's office was Paul O'Neill. That's when Paul and I first met. And Paul and I became like really good friends from the jump. He goes, dude, one of these days we're going to work together. And he's the one who created the Trans-Siberian Orchestra 10 years later is when we got started. Isn't life a kick in the head sometimes? That is, that is, yeah, right. And, and those are moments that you cannot chart. Those, those are situations no. that you just have to be on a journey and you have to recognize when this is the path that you need to take. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, well said. Real, cool, uh, real quickly, I know it was just about a month or so, but 
how did you end up in Blue Oyster Cult? And was it were you replacing Buck Dharma, who I've always felt is one of the most underrated guitarists in rock and roll? I don't know why he doesn't Hands get the credit down. that he Agreed. deserves. You know, I don't know either. Uh, no, it wasn't there to replace him. Of all things, it was Alan Lanier. It was a keyboard player. Um, okay. So uh, a couple of buddies of mine were in the band, and Alan um, had to take a leave for a couple months. And they said, do you know anybody who plays Hammond organ and could maybe play a little bit of guitar? And the guy said, yeah, our friend Alan from back home. Oh, okay. And, you know, I flew out to the first show, and it was, I mean, to listen, to sit down in a room with Buck, like you had just said, he is such a great human being, such a great guitar player. I love him to death. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, and we became really good friends and just had a blast for a couple months. Yeah, and, and it should be noted too, not a bad vocalist either. <laughs> no, <laughs> really dude, not a bad vocalist. Yeah, uh, that, uh, oh, the songs are timeless, outstanding material, and just a great all-around guy. Now, mm. going back to the Trans Siberian Orchestra, uh, now I, I know you're one of the original members. How many original members are we working with still? Going back to when we recorded that record, it was the six guys in a band called Sabotage. Right, Sabotage, And that yeah. was Paul's go-to band. Exactly. So all of which are still here. Oh, <laughs> you know? Okay. We got we got old with this project, and it's awesome. And, you know, it's just it's funny to look at these guys from across the room and say, dude, that was 28 years ago almost that we you know, cut our teeth with this. And they're all still here. And over the years, we've picked up some great uh, musicians, a couple new singers here and there. We did our first show in 1999, right? We right. had one box truck, two buses, and a fog machine. That wow. was it. We thought we were it then. Oh, wow. This year, this year we got 21 tractor trailers, 12 buses, wow. 100 people on the crew, and a lot more fog machines. So, like I said, it's grown up like one of your children. It's amazing. <laughs> now, my, now, my friends, well, my co-host Spike's going to ask a question, but before he does that, I want to ask you about. I want to ask you about that. Does it diminish? A little bit of the fun when it's not you guys in a box truck and and, and being that raw uh, undiscovered entity. And now now it's a now it's a corporation. Now there's a mm -hmm. lot of things that you have to oversee and manage that takes you away from the creative aspect of it. Uh, do you find it difficult to uh, balance both or is it still as fun as it was, you know, when you were in that box truck? Well, the reason why it still is fun is when I was in that box truck is I stayed completely clear of the business side of things. You know, right, right. the O'Neill family, our managers, they 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 do a great job at, at taking care of all that. And my job is to still put a guitar around my neck and kick it with the band and have a blast. And make, now, the challenging part. It's almost like like a Super Bowl dynasty, okay? Right. Or a dynasty team, excuse me. You win the Super Bowl. Awesome. You know, celebrate. Now it's in the rearview mirror. You got to rework all year to hopefully accomplish that same thing again. So right. we are constantly working on improving the show, getting better, changing the show up a little bit, doing some new songs. This year we're doing a bunch of new songs we've never played live before. Can you, you know? can, can you give everything us a little... about it is always brand new? Can you give us a couple of titles of some of the new stuff? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're a wise man. Again, let me reset real quick before Spike asks his question. And I'm going to apologize uh, for that uh, out of the gate. Uh, we are talking with guitarist, original <laughs> member Al Petrelli of Trans Siberian Orchestra and, and a host of other fantastic rock acts that you know. Saturday, December 17th, Orlando, but more specifically here, Sunday, December 18th at Tampa, Florida, the Amelie Arena, 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. shows. You can get tickets available now at transsiberian.com. Spike, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? My name is Spike here, and I apologize. Hey, brother, how are you? I, I apologize, too, for this answer, this question here. <laughs> now, the band is called <laughs> Trans-Siberian or or 
orchestra. Orchestra strike. Orchestra, right? <laughs> now, uh-huh. and I don't know what your situation is, but what is the groupie action like for being in the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? <laughs> Spike, the man is married. Long time. Okay, back in the day, back in the day, with, your, with orchestra in your name, was there some groupie action? Mm-hmm. Well, let me say, this is my third marriage, so let's leave it at that. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, good answer. <laughs> right, I'll just, just, you know, great, just great answer, guys. Uh, and and I'm, I apologize for you. Ha- you guys have a fantastic female artist as a part of the show. Am I am I wrong in saying that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, listen, we, the girl, the, the female singers are incredibly gifted, talented, and beautiful. I have a violin player. That's uh, her name is Asha Mevlana, who is spectacular. That's who I just, was like, Some of my dearest friends. Yes, that, that, that's mm-hmm. right. Listen, I, I mean, you know, it, it. You have a you have a selection of virtue uh, virtuoso musicians up there. Is yes. it, is it? I, I mean, I'm assuming it has to be for as many years as you've gone. It has to be a family. Uh, does it does it break your heart? I mean, is it hard when someone has to leave? Have you ever had to let somebody go? I mean, let's because you said, you, I mean, we love you, but you're not keeping up with what we're trying to do here. Do you ever find yourself in that uh, situation, especially as the musical director? No, I'm a creature of habit, and uh, you know, uh, musicians. Once you get a set chemistry with a band. You kind of don't want to mess with it because it's this band has been together for this live band in particular. I think we're going on twenty, maybe twenty-one years of doing this live. Okay, All okay. Right? And there is a just a, you know when you get in the room together, it just comes to life. And there's certain, it's not tangible, but if, if somebody in the audience, you know, I always say the people in the audience don't know why they dislike something. Maybe the band's attitude. Maybe they're not that tight. Maybe they're having a bad night. They just know that they dislike it. They don't know that the devil's in the details. Right. They also don't know why they love this. They don't know how hard we've worked, how many years we sweat together. They just know they're having the time of their lives. And we want to make it look effortless and like we're having, because we're ha- all we're doing, we turn into a bunch of kids. Again, every time we get on stage, I feel like a 15-year-old, you know? Right, this right. is awesome. I got, yeah, you know, it's like I've dreamt this up my whole life. And every night I put the guitar around my neck, the lights go down, and I hear 70,000 people lose their minds like, Whoa. This is the best ever. But okay, but this begs the question because, for all intents and purposes, Trans Siberian Orchestra, you are a rock outfit. We've just gone through some of uh, the names of some of the bands and some of the uh, solo artists uh, that you've been a mm-hmm. part of. And I mean, anybody that's a fan of rock and roll like I am know there's always internal strife. Not always. I mean, there's some bands that manage to avoid it, but there seems to be a, 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 a prolificity of internal strife that'll that'll threaten to break up the band, break up the band, or make a member go away. How, after so many years, and you've just said, you know, this is the family, we've been together, how have you avoided the rock entrapments uh, while essentially being, a, you know, a rock outfit, even though orchestra is on the is in the name? name? Sure. Well, it's, it's a great question. What you got to keep in mind is that from October Till January, we're all in close proximity. Obviously, we're out working, okay? Right, right. But we're doing two shows a day, you know? We're, nobody's really hanging out. Not, nobody's staying up. Like, you know, <laughs> right. We're talking about a grueling work schedule. A hundred shows in, I think, six weeks. You know, and then after New Year's Eve, we might not see each other until, like, maybe in the middle of the summer when we start putting it together for the following tour. Okay. So we know, and we've been doing it for so long. And, well, any, listen, any internal arguments happened about 20 years ago, you know? Right, we're right. A little bit older, we're a little bit. Yeah. And now we just know, we know who each other are, individuals, and more important, we know what we are collectively. 
And as a representation of Paul O'Neill and the O'Neill family's work and their integrity and their legacy, you know, this is paramount to us. This is what we want to do. I've had a career. I just turned 60 years old last month. Right, I'm right. not going to let the fact that somebody wants organic peanut butter on the bus in the middle of the night. Really? Well, that, no, brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, I know exactly what you mean. I was going to add on to that. I, I, I get a sense that it's you guys know how lucky you are to have found something that has yes. this kind of legs and longevity, and you're not going to mm-hmm. let pettiness, uh, you know, pull it apart. Never. Never in a million years. It's not going to happen. You or, know? Or and as a musical director, anytime, anytime I see, like, you know, something going on, you know, it takes two minutes to say, hey, what's the matter? What's going on? You okay? Right. There are problems at home. All right, go sauce it out. Come back in 10 minutes. Go ahead, get a cup of coffee, and then let's dance, you know? Uh, uh, you know, family and love first. And then right. everything else falls right into place. Uh, final question. Do you, and again, yes, we're sir. talking to Al Petrelli, the, one of the original members of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. They're going to be in town uh, in December. Again, let me give you that date. That is going to be Saturday. Uh, give me one second here. I, I lost my, I lost my, that's going to be Saturday at the Amelie Arena. Uh, and that will be December 18th. Uh, final question. When you take the break, when when the tour is over, mm-hmm. Do you ever want to pick up the guitar, or do you actually do it and 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 and, and go to one of the local bars in your area? Or do you have a, do you have a band? You know, a band of brothers where you go, hey man, let's just go kick it. You know, at a, one of the local clubs, and you know, and, and get back to what we used to do. Or are you just, hey, I'm good with music. Uh, I'm 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 family time now. You know, uh, I don't. I live in a really small town in Pennsylvania, up in the mountains. And ever since COVID, like all that kind of like Thursday night blues, hangout and jam, that, that yeah. all went the way of the dodo bird, unfortunately. Yeah. But when I get home, the last couple of years, man, I come home. You know, I, I, you know, my wife and my two baby daughters are home. Right. And we'll sit at the piano and play Disney songs. I'll put a guitar on my lap. Okay. I, you know, I practice every day. I mean, this art form is a lifelong journey. You know, every time I put that guitar on my lap, I learn something. Every time I listen to Jeff Beck, I'm like, wow, I got a lot of work to do, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I constantly play, but, I, you know, I'm okay with, you know, not playing, you know, Stormy Monday or whatever in some right, local no, bar. No, I, you 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 fed you fed that you've uh, you fed that uh, desire yeah, that need right that beast. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. We're good with that. You know, I'd rather stay home and explore music on my own and teach my children how to do well, it. Well, that, that <clears throat> and I said it was the final question, but now you brought up one other question and you just kind of gave me the proper lead in. Uh, be, being in the industry decades, uh, is it something that you would steer your daughters away from uh, or or are you going to kind of try and nurture them into it? I, I, uh, assuming that they have uh, that interest in it as well. Or would you say this is this, you know, there there's a lot of better things that you can do. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I'll give you an exact uh, story. So um, my two daughters, we'll get to them in a second. I okay. have three sons that are all grown up. Okay. Um, my, my oldest son is in the military. My youngest son is in the military. <clears throat> my middle son wanted to be, be, uh, be a musician. I said, well, listen, dude, you want to do this, you better love it more than anything else in your life. Learn that you cannot live or breathe without it, and you got to be better than everybody else and dedicate everything to it if you really want to do this. And uh, he did it. He's a working musician in New York City. He's producing. He's writing jingles. The kid is crushing it. But I told him, if you want it, you better want it for real. This is not going to come easy. So my daughters, if they gravitate towards it, I'll tell them the same thing. If you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, if you want to be a musician, an artist, whatever you do, just 
make sure you love it so much because there's no guarantee you're ever going to make a living at it. But if you love it that much, you'll never give up. I love it. Man, you got a great head on your shoulders, brother. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, my uh, I am, uh, uh, you caught me on a good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am glad that we were able to. Uh, Al Petrelli, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, uh, they will be in town. Go to transsiberianorchestra.com, correct, sir? Yes, sir. Listen, respect and love to you and the family. Thank you for the time. I've enjoyed our conversation. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. We're going to let you go now. We appreciate you. Uh, my bro. Next time, I'll see you soon. All right. There you go. Right there. Man, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that little interview right there. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Tran- groupies. Yeah, you don't need to. <laughs> Stop. Like you always I mean, the orchestra in the name. Uh, you, you ain't thinking that's a groupie uh, get, yeah. getting kind of thing, kind of band, right? Man, you don't think, you don't think uh, people were throwing panties at Beethoven? Come on, now. <laughs> It's a cat named Mo on 102.5 The Bone. You pay your premiums, but the first time you try to file a claim with your homeowner's insurance, they won't pay. Don't give up. That's what they want. Instead, call for a free policy review. Fair and Farah, here for you, here for good. Tampa. If the idea of selling your home during the holidays